Hey everybody, welcome to Late Seating. You're probably asking yourselves, what do we do to get two episodes when we... What? Thanks, thank you so much. Consider this our special gift where we spoil the fuck out of a movie that's actually in the theaters. Yes. Uh, Steve and I were pretty much figuring, you know, we may as well get this out of the way rather than wait ten years for a movie that we know is going to be referenced ten years from now. And that movie is... Oh, is it the new Chipmunks movie that came out on Friday? Yeah, the Road Chip. Is that what it's called? That's, I, yeah, I, I, I am. I am sad to say that is what it is called. Yeah, we're doing the Road Chip. I know that you probably clicked on this because of what the title is, but we're doing a Chipmunks movie. Ha ha! Not. Got ya. you. How many people just stopped the podcast? Just now? <laughs> Wait, no, don't stop. Please keep listening. We're being <laughs> facetious. No, we're gonna do a, a, a quick review, um, spoiler heavy review mm-hmm. of. Star Wars Episode Seven, the Force thing that happens when it, when the alarm goes off and after it stops hitting snooze. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we're just we're just gonna talk about it. We're we're gonna abandon our format. We're not gonna recap the entire plot because that this will be a two hour podcast at this point. Yeah, gonna, and I've, we've only seen it once, so right. we can't really. Well, I, I mean, I saw it once. Did you see it once? I've only seen it once. I'm seeing it again uh, next week, but I've yeah, seen it I probably once, will yeah. too. I'm gonna have to take my take my kids because my kids are like, you saw that movie without? This is so we're gonna pee on all your presents if you don't get us to see that movie. Traitor! So uh, uh, unless you uh, don't use the internet and just arrived on this planet, um, Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens is that movie that everyone's been talking about for uh, three years. Three now. years, yes. And. Um, you know, the, the anticipation was very high, and one of the reasons why the anticipation was very high is because the last three Star Wars films sucked balls. Mm-hmm. Sucked big old donkey balls, and they kept putting them back in our mouths every time they released a new episode. They're like, oh, but these are the same ones. In fact, they have less flavor than the last time. Now keep sucking them. No, I don't want to. Stop it. <laughs> Jeez, George. <laughs> but but George finally did the right thing. Yeah, George sold uh, the rights to Star Wars because I guess he figured, I can't make any more money off of this. <laughs> and sold it to Disney, and then Disney went to J.J. Abrams, and J.J. Abrams put down his Star Wars action figures long enough to make a <laughs> movie with life-size Star Wars action figures. And that movie was called Star Wars The Force Awakens. So uh, let's just get one thing out of the way right away. I love this movie. Um, I loved it. I was very happy. Steve? I I have the exact same reaction. <laughs> I thought it was amazing. There were parts... I, you know, I, I was talking to a friend of mine about it a week ago. I forget what we were even talking about, but there was like... Uh, oh, so, oh, someone said... Because someone said, why haven't you done like a Star Wars profile picture on Facebook with like the lightsabers and stuff? Yeah. I, I didn't that, do that. And someone asked that of me too. And I said, if you know me, I don't need to <laughs> let people know that I love Star Wars. <laughs> I don't need some lightsaber graphic on my profile pic. Um, but yeah, and I, so I said, well, I, I'm not going to do that. But uh, how about this? If the movie is really good, I might cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I didn't. I, I I didn't actually cry. I but, did, but, but here's the surprising part. You didn't. I thought cry I was going to cry over, over nostalgia's sake, yeah. right? I thought I was going to. Oh, there's there's Han, there's Chewie, there's exactly. whatever. I didn't. I actually teared up. Because of the new characters. Me too. I'll tell you, I didn't, I mean, I didn't, it, the, I, clo- I came closest to tearing up 
Um, well, I mean, I didn't weep openly, but right. I cheered. I, you know, my my eyes welled up. Yeah, I got I got pretty close to that. I got I got as close as you can get to that without actual tears. And it, for me, it was the moment uh, toward the end when uh-huh. uh, when uh, Ray and Kylo Ren are having I knew their fight. It. Oh God, we have spent way too much time together, Steve. When they're having their <laughs> fight, you know, on the the Star Killer base, and before it just uh-huh. before it, it erupts and. Kylo is trying to force pull the lightsaber to him mm-hmm. and it goes flying right by him and lands in Ray's hand like fucking Thor's hammer. Oh, by the way, everybody, spoilers. We said that at the beginning. <laughs> oh, did we? Okay, yeah, good. We said that I just want to make sure our, our bases are covered. Spoilers. I'm going to name the. I'm going to entitle this Star Wars episode spoilers. The spoilers awaken, yeah, so that so everyone understands that it's all spoilers. spoilers. It. It's good, but yeah, but that and that, yeah, because that to me, I don't because that it was one of those things. It was an example of like there are most of the really big emotional beats in this movie, ex- with with probably one exception that one I'm sure we'll talk about. Exception, yeah. uh, most of the big emotional beats are things that you would expect. Like it, it wasn't like the big surprises, like the the moment when when Ray takes possession of the lightsaber is something that had yeah. been kind of telegraphed from the moment that she first discovered the lightsaber. Yeah. So you you expect that eventually that's going to happen, but when it does, when the movie fulfills Pokey that smokes. expectation, it's yeah. amazing. It's yeah. So yeah, I I I really love this movie. Yeah. Um. Let's just uh, quickly go over why we love this movie. And it's uh, pretty clear. It is everything that the pre... And I don't want to use the prequels to frame it because I think it's a good movie in its own right. Mm-hmm. But the reason why it's a good movie is that the, are, are the same reasons that the prequels are bad movies. And yeah. that is the prequels don't know what they are. When I walked out of this movie and my, my brother asked me, what did you think of the movie? I said, it's a Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. which is the highest praise that I can give it because the prequels didn't feel like a Star Wars movie. The prequels felt like advertising for ILM. Yes. Yeah, it's like a sizzle reel for special effects is what it feels Mm -hmm. like. Where non-human people gave non-human dialogue in a joyless world surrounded by green screen special effects. This were very human characters that had very uh, much more realistic dialogue and very clear intentions without being... What I loved about this movie is that a lot of people have been saying this whole movie is a fuck you to George Lucas, and it's not. No. This is basically, hey, this is a competent, this is a good story competently told, and this is how you tell a story. What mm. George Lucas was doing was not telling a story well. This is not. This is not an f you to George Lucas. This is someone caring enough to write um, a movie where we pick up uh, on how the characters are feeling and what they're all about without someone hitting us over the head with dialogue or exposition for five minutes or without dialogue that specifically tells us how they're feeling. Well, if it's any kind of a message to George Lucas, I think the message wouldn't be fuck you. It would be remember this. Yeah. Like this is, this is the same sort of thing that you were trying to do in, in, in the first star Wars. Mm -hmm. Like this is, this is what made it work. You know, not yeah. the the fascination with galactic <laughs> politics or you mm-hmm. know, having all the Jedi's walk around with the same non-existent personality for two hours. I mean, like <laughs> this is what made Star Wars fun. This is what made it resonant. This is what yeah. made it meet what why so many why it means like so much to so many people. Yeah. And why, you know, uh, just on the technical level, practical sets, practical special effects, mm-hmm. CGI used when they absolutely needed to use it. Um. Uh, but more, more importantly, characters that we give a damn about, that we actually oh, yeah. like Big and time. want to spend time with. 
And that's one of the main things that I took away from this movie. It is not a nostalgia film for the for the characters. The the characters that from uh from uh uh episodes 4, 5 and 6 are in there, but they're there to serve the story. They are not there to be, "Hey, I'm in a cameo. Hi exactly. everybody." And at the same time, they don't overshadow the new characters. Like the, the no, the and is... that's that's very because this new movie is about the new characters yeah, exactly. specifically. The old the old characters are there, and they're serving very important roles. But and by not, the end of the movie, yeah. you give a damn about those characters specifically. Yeah. Um, and that's that's what I that's what I really appreciate about the film is that it 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 uh, it, it establishes its own characters and its own storyline. And still pays homage to the previous films, and feels like it's part of that universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is um, not a ton of fan service. It's not. No. There's no fan service in there that's like, "Hey, look what we put in here for you to be." You know, Lucas did that after after Phantom Menace tanked. He started doing that with Clone Wars and and the Sith, where he was just chucking things in there so that the audiences go, "Oh, I recognize that exactly. thing." <laughs> but it was there for no reason at all whatsoever. There was no purpose for fighting to be on the Wookiee planet. There's no purpose for Chewbacca <laughs> and Yoda to know each other in the yeah. last in the in in the Sith movie. It was just in there to be in there so that because he apparently thinks fans are that stupid <laughs> that they'll just be like, "Thank you for putting that in there. Thank you for letting me see Chewie." <laughs> like apparently that's all people want. I just want to see And him. we see Chewie in this one, but Chewie has stuff to do. Yeah. And oh boy, this is the first time that Chewie has really broken my heart. Oh my god, yes. Oh. I've never felt worse for that poor old eight foot tall Bigfoot. <laughs> but again, it's you, you the reason you feel bad for him. You, there's a reason. You, and there's, oh there's a big reason. This is this is the spoiler of all spoilers, everybody. So uh, if you haven't heard it yet, or yeah. you haven't seen the movie, and you're like, oh, they can't spoil anything major. Oh, we oh, can. Sure we can. There's a reason why Harrison Ford has been so happy about promoting this movie. <laughs> it's the same reason the kids are so happy on the last day of school. Because <laughs> he knows he's not coming back. <laughs> yeah, we may as well get this over with, shall we? Yep. Now, which spoiler is, is the bigger spoiler? Because I'm going to say that uh, Han Solo's exit from the saga is probably the bigger spoiler. I think so. I think so, yeah. That's the one that that I think everybody, at least everybody with any fucking class, mm-hmm. <laughs> is is going out of their way to avoid mentioning or even alluding to. Yeah. Uh, because that is, I mean, yeah, that's a big deal. And that's, the scene itself is a big scene. Yeah, and, it is. And just, just you know... Just by the nature of a not only a very important character, but arguably the most beloved character in the entire series. Yeah, exactly. Uh, being killed off, you know mm-hmm. that that's something that's a big deal. And the movie, you know, the the movie treats that as a surprise and as mm-hmm. something that you you have to take a journey to get to. So you know, obviously, you'd have to be a real asshole to deliberately ruin that for somebody. So hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, those of you who are listening who didn't want to have spoilers, we gave you ample warning. We gave you every possible <laughs> chance. Oh yeah, and Kylo Ren is his son. And anyway, Ky- yeah, and so... Kylo Ren is his son. Yeah, <laughs> and and Kylo Ren is who kills him. So yeah, so there you go. And uh, it's amazing how how involved you are in, in that scene, considering that we've just been introduced to Kylo Ren in this film, and um, by the end of it, 
you know, some people have been saying that the, the villains are really weak, and I, I don't agree with that. Not at all, at all I, whatsoever. Yeah. I think there are a couple of villains that have been put in there. Uh, what's his name? General Redhead and uh, Giant Spooky Man. What's giant his name? Spooky Lord Man? Snoke. Snoke, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Lord Voldemort. Rem- the plan is is that they're going to make two more films after this. So there are certain characters that are probably going to be developed more mm-hmm. later on in the series that they just wisely didn't have time for right. in this film. And so they said, okay, um, uh, what's her name? Phasma. Captain Phasma, the yeah. Chrome, The Chrome Stormtrooper um, didn't get a whole lot of screen time. That's fine. We don't need a whole lot of screen time if that means that they're going to become more pivotal later on. Now, if they're not in any of the other movies, then we can go back and go, well, what was the point of that character being in there? You guys yeah. made a big deal about this character and nothing happened. Yeah. But, I mean, it would be like if they made a big deal about Max von Sydow. It's like, right. Max von Sydow's in this movie and he plays a major part. No, he doesn't even make it to the first yeah. ten minutes of yeah. this movie. He's gone in five minutes. However, I do have to say, as a huge Max von Sydow fan, that's a perfect way to start it. Because oh, he's God, every, yes. at this point, he's everybody's grandpa. And you're just like, oh, thank and you, it's, Max von Sydow. Yeah, and it, it's a great move. It's a great move to cast him in that role and to have him play that role as he did because that, yeah. because it's so early in the film, that mm-hmm. sort of that that was part of to me sort of the the implicit message to the audience of the you know this is going to be different than the last three because mm-hmm. there's going to be there are going to be emotional stakes in this movie and you're we're we really want you to actually care about what happens in this movie and, and they do it and they, they do, do it. it and and the actors are all playing their roles with great emotional investment and mm-hmm. and and you know putting as much uh, character and emotion into their roles as they as they can yeah. to to put over like no this like th- these events have meaning for these people Th- this is important yeah. this isn't just going through the motions this isn't just well we need to tell this story because it's Darth Vader's backstory and we need to yeah. and people just and want to know what happened we also need to set up a franchise or whatever else yeah. we have two more movies that we got to sell yeah and i mean obviously obviously this is a very commercial movie and jj abrams has really strong commercial instincts and of course the yeah. main reason why this movie exists is so it can make a ton of money but mm-hmm. but the creative content of this movie, the artistic content of this movie, is just superb. I mean, this is a. And by really, the way, really good welcome movie. back, Lawrence Kasdan. We've missed oh, you. Thank God. <laughs> I know, right? Thank you for writing, human people. Oh, that, that we care about watching and <laughs> yeah, we, we, that we give a damn about. Who are interested in what happens to them, and mm. giving them giving them very simple uh, character arcs. Yeah, that are satisfying when we see them fulfilled. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it, this movie does so many just basic things so well. It's what you said a minute yeah. ago. It's just it's a simple story, well told. There's nothing like extraordinary or life changing here. There's nothing terribly no. innovative here in terms of storytelling, but no. it's just solid and it's and it's got a real it's got heart and sincerity and, and it's and fun. It's fun. It's inventive. And it's funny. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I love that first yeah. shot. I love I love that 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 riff on the classic first shot of Star Wars. With in this version, instead of seeing the actual mm-hmm. giant ship flying past us, we see its shadow falling over the planet. I thought that mm-hmm. was brilliant. I think Abrams does that a couple of times in the movie, where he he does a reference to something in one of the older films, but he doesn't just repeat it. He yeah. changes it a little bit. Well, you know? what I what I also appreciated about this film is the just the use of cinematography alone to establish place. Yeah. To establish, um, there's a great shot on Jakku where it's simply it's not the the shot that's in the preview. 
where you see the ship running along in front of a crash star destroyer. There's mm-hmm. another one where it's even more minimalistic, where it's you see the ship running along and there's a couple of little towers and there's not a whole lot clouding it, but it gives that feeling of of place yeah. that this is a, a hot environment and it looks realistic because it's something that we could readily recognize. There's not a whole bunch of garbage just just thrown in little creatures running around doing <laughs> bullshit all over the place, little beat bops and God knows what else. It's yeah. just it's so. Um, well shot and and it's and it's and it's done with a a a certain amount of restraint yeah you know that that um a lot of films and i'm not just saying george lucas is guilty of it a lot of films have been crowding their frames with garbage Mm -hmm. just tons of crap that you you can't possibly absorb in one sitting and that's that that can get tiring after a while and a lot of films even ones that i love Get guilty about, are guilty of that, especially when it gets to action sequences. Oh, absolutely. Where action sequences become way too, um, you know, the last Avengers movie I loved dearly, but there was a lot of crap going on yeah. all at once. <laughs> yeah, it it felt very busy, and yeah, even because I, I really liked that movie too. I, I loved the, the the second Avengers movie, but uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, there were times where it felt very busy, both visually and in terms of of what was going on in the story. And and this movie, this Star Wars movie, avoids that. I mean, it 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 avoids a lot of the pitfalls that sort of uh, afflict Star Wars movies in the past, and including some of the in some ways the originals, the way yeah. the way they would progressively have more and more complex. Uh, climax sequences where okay you know now they're in empire there's two things going on at once and then in return mm-hmm. of the jedi there's three things going on at once and then in you yeah know, like i think uh attack of the clones there's like four or five things going on at once during the, mm-hmm. the, the finish if of you're the movie. awake for that at if, the end of if you make it that far and with this movie there are multiple things you know there's the attack on star killer base going on at the same time as what's going mm-hmm. on down actually on the planet while they're trying to escape but when it gets to the really important stuff which is Finn and then uh, Ray fighting with uh, Kylo. It stays yeah. with that for a really yeah, long it time. It's not constantly cutting back to say, "Oh, what's going on with the attack on the on the the Star Killer base?" It's they stay mm-hmm. in that snow in that forest because that's the part that really really matters, right? You know? And uh, the storyline has been built for that conflict, yeah, so that that actually means something. And the other thing is, unlike, say, uh, the previous films, um, the fighting in this is more realistic. Yeah. It's dirtier. It's not flashy. It's not people doing gymnastic flips and jumps and speed running and all that other bullshit. No. So, yeah. Um, and, and, recommend or not recommend? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Highly recommend. Highly See, I recommend. have to nip this in the bud or Steve and I will wind yeah. up talking about this movie for two hours. <laughs> we'll talk about it all night. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> highly, highly recommend. I mean, I think it's and yeah, one of the best of all the Star Wars movies, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Um, it's my second. I think yeah. after Empire. Right now. I'll have to, when I see it again, I will have to, I, I may... Uh, and that may change, but uh, my initial impression of it on on one viewing is I was thoroughly satisfied, and um, it's good to have have Star Wars back as Star Wars. Absolutely, hundred percent. Okay, agree. yeah, so that's it. Hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope we didn't ruin anything for you. <laughs> Spoilers. If we did, yeah, sorry, but at least it came from us. Yeah, hey. trust us, right? <laughs> we weren't being mean about it. If anybody was going to ruin it for you, aren't you glad that it was us? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
And by the way, don't sneak this onto other people's iPods who haven't seen the movie yet. Yeah, that's, that would be really mean. We officially disavow any and all such behavior. That's right. So, uh, yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, this is the end of the little shorty. Um, we'll probably come back to this movie in ten years. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to know what we really think about it, you're just yeah. going to have to wait. Tune in ten years from now when... Steve and I are angry and bitter, and we don't talk to each other anymore because of all the differences we've had. One of us is a raging alcoholic. When the internet has destroyed us, as friends and as people, we will come back. It's time to talk yeah. about Star Wars The Force Awakens. And maybe The Force Awakens will, will reestablish our friendship. Oh, that's nice. Come to, to a think. deeper understanding. Dude, I just ripped us apart. <laughs> Due to alcoholism and bitterness, and now you're like, oh, that's sweet that we come back together. For, well, I mean, for, if, for if you know, if we do have to be, you know, bitterly estranged for ten years, it's nice to think that, you know, Star Wars will yeah. bring us back together. Oh, and by the way, for everyone who's been noticing a lot of the noise that's happening in the background, that is my son having a tantrum because he hasn't seen the movie yet. <laughs> <laughs> we just spoiled right. it for him, too. <laughs> Until next time, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. May the force be with you. <laughs> and also with you. <laughs> <laughs> Late Seating is a Lemmy Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives and Jason Harding. Music by Kevin McLeod. Produced by Jason Harding. You can find more Lemmy Listen podcasts at our website at www.lemmylistenpodcasts.com. You can also find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, and iTunes under Lemmy Listen. Please like and leave a review. And thanks for listening.